0: I really appreciate you stepping up and, and, and joining me today. And uh, truly, what I'm looking most at is educate parents and kids and uh, have them see the different ways of uh, their journey uh, through their youth hockey and so on. And especially through high school, a lot of people don't know how to reach out to uh, family advisors and or just what their next step is. And you know, how do you how do you actually work?
1: The parents, is it usually a parent thing or is it word of mouth from uh, past uh, players? Well, first off, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, the when I first started it, it came a lot just from uh, when I was doing it on the side, a lot of it just came as approached by by players and the parents. Uh, then at the beginning, you know, for that first short while when I first started the company, for the first couple of years, it was a lot of scouting and, and work on my end to go and try to uh to recruit kids, you know what I mean, or at least to approach some people and saying, hey, if you're interested, this is what we do and presenting what it is we do and how we go about doing it. And then to the point now, um quite honestly, I uh I don't advertise. Uh, I would say that probably ninety nine percent of the players that we do have right now come from referrals, either be it by another player or, um, you know, a coach or somebody in the game that has that has referred them to us. And I found that to be our best method of getting um, people, you know what I mean, and generating yeah. clients. It's just, I, I think that, you know, the people that refer people to individuals obviously have an idea of, number one, how that individual operates or the makeup of that player in terms of how we might relate to, you know, the advisor or their process and stuff, right? Because I think that's really important is that there has to be uh, you know, th- those expectations of some people have to be in line with what the deliverables are of, of the company. And, you know, there's going to be definitely obviously some personalities over the course of this that maybe some people will say probably might not jive with uh you know, say someone like myself that do you know what i mean
0: yeah oh yeah. yeah well i i know that you've dealt with a lot of kids uh in this local area for sure or at least in the detroit area and yeah. uh you know they all spoke highly of you and i know you know many of the high level and all all coaches as far as the high school i know a lot of them and they all speak very highly of you so um
1: yeah. i appreciate that i think that you know i think there's a lot of good people I, you and i have spoken about this now for what a decade about yeah. the quality of people that are in the high school game and i i, I listen i love the triple a game too but i actually i really like going to high school games in michigan i mean it's uh it's the closest thing you're going to find to a, a college type of atmosphere right with uh, oh yeah with the the student section there and and parents and and a pretty good turnout all the time too so uh You know, I've enjoyed getting to know those people and trying to support their product as well uh, through the years. Well,
0: I I think it's great. And uh, what is your demographic? How did how did it come about? You coming to this area, or do you travel in different other places in the United States? And I know you're from Ottawa,
1: correct? Yeah, I mean, my the funny thing about what I've done, I I was always motivated to get out and and explore, right? And uh, you know. Well, a lot of my friends sort of growing up stayed around here. I was gone by the time, you know, I, I moved away at 17 when I was playing junior hockey and then never came home. You know, I went, uh, I came home for summers, but by the time I was in uh, university, I went away to university and the day I graduated, I think... I think I graduated on June 9th, if I remember right, guys. I, you have to bear with me here. It's, that's a long time ago. Uh, I graduated on the 9th, and I think on the 22nd of that same month, I, I uh, my first job was in Casper, Wyoming, and I was gone. You know what I mean? I was out the door on the 22nd, moving away, and, uh, you know, I, I've lived everywhere. I think that that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that's helped me with my job is I've lived in, in Wyoming, so I worked, you know, through that Rocky Mountain district. So I got to know a lot of the people stretching from Montana to Idaho, uh, you know, Wyoming, Colorado, uh, down into Texas and all that sort of stretch. And then uh, I I actually coached um, like we said, the the LA Junior Kings uh when when Ray Bennett took the assistant coach job with Andy Murray uh with the St. Louis Blues. Um Ray and Nelson Emerson there with the with the Kings had, had sort of asked me if I'd be interested in, in going to LA to, to coach their U18 team, which was really talented at the time and like chock full of talent. I think we had literally, I think we had at least half of the team ended up being really significant, um, you know, division one college players. And actually one of them was a second round pick of the Red Wings way back, Max McCastro. So we had, uh, we had um some talent so I you know I got to do that and then just through friendships there like even in LA I ran the LA Kings summer hockey school for 11 years right so I I did that every summer and so I spent like that was a a regular thing so you, you think about the kids that have come through there over 11 years and just getting to meet the people that are in in that neck of the woods and then when I worked for a company after well I, I mean i went from wyoming to chicago and when i worked in chicago obviously you're recruiting at that time the north american league was only 10 teams um and you know Compuware was in the league at the time um and i mean you didn't have triple a hockey as it was today uh, you had the old uh midwest or i think it was called the, the midwest elite league um oh yeah and you know it was smaller and the, you know i think the ushl was only six to 18 something like that i think at that time we played against the ushl for the national championship then um well, so, so you, you were recruiting. yeah so i was recruiting it, like nationally at that point right like you're you're i had to go to anchorage for events and i think you're young you're also young at that time right so you're thrusting yourself into as much as you can so uh I, I had thrown myself into any experience I can. You know, I was working for USA Hockey as the coach in chief. I was when, you know, when the national team development program started, uh, when I was in Wyoming, I was a scout for them, for the Rocky Mountain region, um, mm. you know, for Bob Mancini back at the time. And oh, so, yeah. He's, he's know, a local guy. Yeah. He's Detroit, like Detroit guy. Yeah. And, um, and in Chicago, I mean, Chicago, you're, you were forced to have, I had to be, I had to be out east to recruit prep schools. I had to be covering all the AAA circuit um, and then had to, you know, cover also other junior leagues at the same time, right? And then from there, I worked for another company that was running basically, like after the demise of the freeze and was sold, uh, I worked for another company running AAA events um, and a scouting website. And this was just really at the infancy of the internet you know what I mean? When oh, yeah. it's just starting like, to come on. So now, now you're running all these events at the 16U and 18U levels and meeting people from all across the country with and having to deal with all these people that are running AAA hockey organizations, right? So um, it so, really just so you, became like, oh. yeah, it became an extension of that. And during that time I was also doing work in Europe uh, through, through friends and I was consulting with, uh, you know, college hockey programs and, uh it, it's just a lot right like you just I think um you know like my peer group is those group of people and that are in the game and uh I spent a lot of time just building relationships and I think like even in some of the the, the pre-interview stuff we did I you know I'm a, I'm a big believer in relationships you know and oh, yeah. uh and and you know I, I would say even for having to speak with someone like you, Lou, like, I mean, we may not deal directly every single, you know, week or anything else, but we've been able to maintain a relationship even without any direct say business relations, just, it's just a relationship, right. You're talking to people and and, you know it, and those you want those to be positive. And, uh, you know, I've been very, very careful as much as I can about surrounding myself with good people, with our company. And, and trying to ensure that um you know that that endeavor is really a, an extension of who I am and and what my value system is and within the game and because that's important, right? Um,
0: oh, absolutely! Yeah, so that's now, that's what sells that's you. Right? Yeah. So you you you. Uh were you hooked up with Jeff Jackson? Was he at the start of the uh, U.S. National when you were there? Yeah, we
1: didn't. Listen, I was so far down the totem pole on the national team development program, and at that time, there wasn't a whole bunch of guys coming from Wyoming or Montana or even Colorado. You know what I mean? That were in that uh in that group. I think our ranking system was on four. I think out of a, a four, and I don't think I had too many guys that even got it two. You know what I mean at yeah, that point. Yeah. Um, so well, i just know just he was life. part of that and he's another local yeah.
0: guy around here and uh i don't know if larry Petrie was one that you were dealing with yep. in chicago yeah larry
1: was coaching the uh the triple a organization there the chill and actually one of the five years i was in chicago larry was an assistant coach with us like he, oh, was okay. a, he was a volunteer assistant coach with us one year so yeah i got to know larry as well
0: and he's a local uh from here in the detroit area and uh, he played with my brother actually growing
1: up through the years. So I know Larry. Quite oh, yeah. yeah. Larry's still heavily involved out there in in Chicago and, you know, UIC right. and everything else. Yeah. TI and everything else. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. So how, how do you see the game? Uh, you know, obviously these journeys that you've taken are pretty unique and, and interesting. And especially on kind of seeing how you've uh, gotten to where you're at right now, but, how do you see the game changing right now uh, as far as, you know, the the speed of the game or whatever? I'm, and I know that you're training a lot. How does that affect or, or change how you're, you know, trying to help players or whatever? But it is, it is, even in the last 10 years, it's just amazing uh, with all the training yeah. and, and how hard they work.
1: I, I look at the game, I think the game's in a, in a really, listen, it's a great game, but, um, like the game has some challenges, like anything else. I mean, you, there's a bunch of different areas, right? Like, you've got the idea okay, where is the pro side? What's the training side? What's the junior hockey side? What's a college side looking at, right? And um, I mean, you see a lot of really incredible things, and I see a lot of challenges that we're going to face. I think, you know, the, you know, get coming out of COVID, especially, you know, you've seen, especially with us talking to kids, we've seen a lot of kids that maybe aren't going to, play through like hockey is that one special sport where you actually have these gap years you know what I mean before you Mm get to college and that's foreign to a lot of families right what do you mean I'm going to take three years off before I go to school you know what I mean and and like no no that's not happening you're going to go to school right away and I, I do see a lot more kids than ever um choosing to go to school like not play out their eligibility and go to school a little bit earlier and and i think playing division one hockey especially for the next four years is going to be incredibly challenging right because you're now you're not just playing against other junior or prep school type players or whatever across like or even you know the advent of how many international players like oh it's unbelievable like it's crazy but now you're not just competing against those guys now you're competing against other college players you know what i mean because you've got that covid that extra year of eligibility being afforded so you've got a slew of players that are going to take that fifth year. Then you've got the one-time transfer rule. So now, like now you're competing against other junior, other college players, which really throws everything for a little bit of a curve. Right. Oh, it um, absolutely does. And so, I mean, and at the same time, I also look at it and say, Hey, maybe it's a, maybe it's a great thing. Like we have a lot of O3s this year that are going back to play an extra year of midget. Right. And I know everybody's <laughs> in a hurry to get there to junior, but like, I, I haven't dealt with a college yet over the years that like whose question is, well, this guy played three years of junior, this guy only played two years. Let's go with the guy that played three years. Like that, that's not, that's not a question. So it doesn't really matter how long you play. Like um, you go when you're going to play. You know what I mean? And not, yeah. what I yeah. you know we use the term a lot of time where you're going to be a participant, not a passenger. And uh, like, I look at that right now as being a big change like I would love to see a kids take an extra year of U18 I mean that goes back to where it was when I was recruiting way back in the early 2000s I mean we never I was talking to somebody the other day about this that I don't remember even going to much more than probably like maybe a half dozen U16 game or 16 U games pardon me a year back then right because everybody everybody played u eighteen. absolutely oh yeah um and now i think you know with the advent of tier three hockey and how large that is i mean you've got you've got the changing landscape of you know leagues that are branching off away from usa hockey and you know a year from now we're going to have the same thing in canada with a bunch of different leagues that are going to be branching off and what are the ramifications on that and um you know a lot of the people we speak with now i talk about it you're not just you're not just playing the game of ice hockey anymore right you're 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 in the business of ice hockey um, right right you know like there's even when i was growing up or even 20 years ago the, my job that i do right now wasn't even like very prevalent right like you, nobody really knew it in advice Oh, absolutely
0: and or and that's, that you what, needed it, and you that's what i'm doing right now i'm trying to educate because it is difficult you know there's so many different uh training uh processes and, and people telling you that you know you, you things that you want to hear too a lot of times and that's that's the the, the tough part when you're talking to parents <clears throat> is there expectations always
1: you know be um, one or well, good with here's what i would tell i think there's a couple of things I, I don't think there's any player that whose families really ever end up working with anybody on this end like whether it be a trainer whether it be an advisor any of that type of stuff Whose players, like at least on our side of things, whose aspirations aren't to play Division One. They all want to play Division One, right? Like, right. I, I get that. I really, really, really do. The reality is, is that not everybody's going to be able to do that, right? Um, and I think for us, mirroring those expectations with what we can do for them is is a big piece of that. Um, but I, I also think a lot of like one of the conversations I have with a lot of families is that they can't be motivated into. Um, into hiring an advisor or doing these things, participating in events out of fear. I don't think that anything ever positive comes out of fear, right? As as a motivator, um, you know, thinking if you walk into the rink and, wow, you know, you know, Lou and his family are working with an advisor. Nick and his family are working with an advisor. Are we cheating our kid by not working with an advisor? Right. And yeah, yeah. I think, I think that that's not healthy for anybody. I think, uh, you know, it, I believe that you can you can get a lot of these answers out there. You might be able to maybe a little bit more challenging than having somebody that may have a little bit of a more established network or that might have a maybe more streamlined ability to get get that. But I mean, I went through the game without an advisor Um you know and and all these guys before us did but i do think that the landscape has changed dramatically now too like people are being bombarded with well who are you training with who do you have to skate with in the summer and everybody's playing angles right and right right um, like th- that's sort of when things get a little bit things get a little bit dicey that's all i i so you know and uh, unfortunately i think you know trying to ground people and keep them positive and um focus on what they can control and and making sure that their experience is going to be a good one I think everybody wants to play division one the reality is small amount it's the same thing as saying everybody wants to play in the NHL but the reality is not everybody's going to be able to do that so does that mean we quit because we're not going to get there no I mean like I knew I wasn't going to be playing in the in the NHL by the time I was 18 years old for sure but it didn't stop me from still playing the game until I was like aging out and trying to play college hockey and after college hockey playing pickup with friends like you know i'm playing men's league and then you know played senior a for two years like i still want to participate why because i think the most important thing is that they got to be passionate about it like if if we're too attached to that outcome right then we're set up for failure like the the process of it and going through it has to be value and I think I put that before. Like I'm I'm a firm believer that the game shouldn't owe us anything. Right. Like if yeah if somebody's experience is going to say, well listen, if we don't get a college scholarship, like if you don't get a Division one college scholarship, then all the money that we've put you know put into this hockey over the years and the time we've spent traveling has all been for waste. Well what kind of message does that send to the young person? What kind of you know uh, pressure a, you know is now in that young player's head in the background right and about yeah. the fear of failure there again and stuff and that that's that shouldn't be it i mean i look back at the friendships i've made the experiences i've, I've had right like i didn't play a game of division one college hockey or ncaa hockey yet it didn't mean that this game hasn't given me some like a great life experience and, and i work in it like i i'm excited every morning i wake up You know, I get to work in a great game. I get to be around people I love. I, I, I love what I do. I tried doing the nine to five thing and, and I failed miserably for a very short time. Right. It was still in the game of ice hockey, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I, who I wanted to be or, you know, what I wanted to be passionate about. But like the game shouldn't owe you anything. Like we, you gotta be, you know, people are too tied up with saying like that, well, if I don't get this at the end, then it's all, you know, it's all been a waste of time. Well, then I, I I just don't see the game that way, right? Like, it's not how I approach life. It's not how, you know. I I think one of the things that time and age and experience give us is perspective, and we all have different motivators, right? Yeah. um And for me, um, motivator isn't that end result, right? It's I, but it's the experience of going through it. The experience of traveling. I mean, I've been. I've been super fortunate from this that I've been like all over the world. I've I've been in Japan. I've been in Australia. I've worked in, you know, in Thailand, I've worked in, um, Slovenia, the UK, like all these great places that realistically, if, if I was doing anything else in my life, I never would have been there.
0: Right. right and it right, doesn't mean right. that I
1: had, to, and I, it wasn't even as a player. I was as a coach, instructor, administrator, like, for me that's that's huge like those are those are experiences that you know money can't buy money can't yeah well
0: well i gotta tell you a little segue and about my son actually talking in line with what you just said um you know he played in his journey was different played triple a hockey then he went and played high school hockey then he went back to triple a and then he went back and 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 played at the uh, acha level and had a ball and yeah, staying into hockey was just – he was pretty realistic on not uh, setting his expectations on necessarily playing D1. He really, truly said early on to me, um, you know, I don't think I have a chance of making the NHL, but he still played at high levels and had a lot of skill and, and had fun. Um, but when he went back and played ACHA hockey at Rochester College, it it really changed his life, you know. And yeah. like you yeah. said, he did it he did it through his passion. He did it through – how much he loved playing the game. And right now he's, uh, you know, he has training, uh, facilities and he's still teaching hockey. And it's not what you just said. It's like you playing your senior hockey a high level and still living and playing hockey and me talking about hockey. I mean, I played a pretty decent level my youth years as well. And I have relationships for a long, long time with people that are very deep in the game. Uh, and yeah it's uh, it's it's really neat and it's fun um but i would like to segue to one thing and i know that this gets lost in a lot of it but how many uh people that you actually deal with uh yeah. whether it's family advising or people that you hear all these crazy stories about where does school really fall in any of this is as, as, as far as academics i have to ask you that
1: uh honestly um I think you'd be pretty surprised. Like if I was to go up and down, like my client list, we, I, I, if you're, if I was to say like, you know, your, your GPA, minimum GPA to be a division one athlete is 2.3. I I would say, I, I don't even know if we have under, I I'd I bet you under 1% of our players are under a three. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not,
0: I'm not saying so much that they're not smart, but I'm, I, I guess I'll rephrase the question how many parents are really interested in looking like, Hey, do they have a good finance program?
1: Or, I mean, is it, is it a good balance? Uh, yeah, I would actually say yes. Now I, that can be just maybe because of the type of people that I'm getting as clients, you know, Lou, like I, I think, you know, they're motivated big picture. I think some people are motivated by, um, you know, education and, and I think quality of education, like it's always perceived, right? Like, we, we understand that, um, you know, sure, your Ivy Leagues, your, like, those schools of higher learning that cost a little bit more have, you know, or maybe quasi a better education or a perceived better education, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, do I necessarily mean uh, or agree with that? Like, the, does that mean that by going to, you know, whatever small division three school or community college, you're not going to get a decent degree? Like, um, I, I I still like to bet on the, the person, right? Well, like, right, and I'm not saying that the, the necessarily. But I think, the, you know, I think what you're getting at like with the parents, yeah, a lot of parents are very cognizant of that. You know what okay. I mean in terms of where the yeah. education is, um, and trying to figure out that, like, listen, we would love to go. You know, we want to make sure that whatever we're doing with this is going to be a balance with, in terms of you know, not just. Any like we're we're not just taking a dart and throwing it at the board and hoping that one of those schools will like them, right? Okay. Like, good We yeah. have a very like they have a lot of these people have an idea of where they would like to do or what they want to do, and that's obviously a question that we have with our kids. like and I, for example, we have we have a player right now that um, that is actually interested. Like he's pursuing, um, and I forget the exact term, but basically it's like farm management. Right, oh, yeah. how to operate a farm and and agriculture. Michigan all that. A, yeah, yeah, Michigan State University here has a great agriculture. Yeah, and and, and there's, but like you'd be surprised at the Division three level. Okay, because he's probably going to be a Division three player, and okay. he, he understands that. But at the Division three level, teams that actually have programs like there's only three in agriculture oh, oh, management. Like, you know what I mean for what oh, for what he wants specifically related to that, right? Oh, that's and. Great. So that makes our job a little bit, I guess you could say a little bit easier in terms of, okay, there's our focus group, right? Yeah. That's who we're going to have to press on as we're going forward. So, um, but yeah, like if a kid comes up to us and says, Hey, I want to, I want to do architecture. Well, there's not a lot of schools that have hockey that have architecture. right? Right, um, right. And maybe sometimes those schools aren't in line with where the player is, like athletically, right. Like academically, yeah. they might be there. But not that that closes doors, right? Because there has to be a balance within every hockey team too about that type of stuff in terms of players and academic students and different things. But by and large, like I would say, like our, I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, the the people that are c- coming to me and saying, "Listen, this relationship is only going to have been a successful one if I get a Division One scholarship," then they there aren't the people that are going to work with me. No right, right, like right. I, 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 you know, we've had people over the years try to say you should structure a program that does different things, right? Like X amount of dollars for this, and you know they can get a big package for this, and it's just not the way that I that I want to be. I mean, you, you know, you know, your dollar, Lou, is as green as Nick's, right? right? right. Like, there's no, and it sort of goes back to something I heard before is just that, and I love it. I think everybody counts or nobody counts yeah it can't be no. just like i the 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 kids that we have that are going to be pretty good blue chip you know players that are going to draw more attention get the same amount of attention as a kid that's going to be potentially a club hockey player no. you know that's, because that's the way it
0: should be and, that's and, can you ex- can you expand on that, Mike a little bit of what what your offerings are and how you uh get to watch showcases and how you deal with the family and 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 all that can you expand on that a
1: little yeah. bit? I mean, I can give you a brief snapshot. I mean, for for how we do it, I think, you know, that's the one thing about advising is that there's a lot of us out there now. Um, everybody does it differently, has different ideas of what success might be or what might be good for a player or what leagues they should be playing in or anything else like that. Uh, you know, and that's not for me to... Um, really expand on in terms of what other people do, right? I can, I can, I know what we do and, you know, ours involves, we're heavy on communication with our players. I think that's a real, you know, sticking point because I want to know the players inside and out, right? I want not Mm -hmm. just a hockey player. I want to be able to talk to them as, what's he like as a person, you know, what's it, what's the family dynamic? Um, How is he as a young man when it comes to adversity, how is he in terms of being disciplined enough to maintain contact? with you um you know all of that type of stuff which i really really believe is is imperative so we do a lot we're heavy the communication we do we do a lot of notes with our guys we do a lot of video breakdown with our players um you know there's there's the communication about getting them in contact with people as well discussing what opportunities might be feasible for them and you know at the same time being transparent and some of that stuff i mean you might have, like, you're an example would be, say, your son Lou. where we go and I get the list, and he's like, I want to play at Michigan, Michigan State, you know, Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. And, and I may say, okay, but you've had, you know, you've been playing tier three hockey as a 20 year old and you've got three points.
0: You right, know? right, right. I'm yeah. not
1: going to say yeah. that, that, I'm not telling you, I'm not sitting here to tell you to just like, squash your dreams. Not at all. Okay, but yet we have to sort of just understand that when you look at some of those teams, I mean, they're getting national team development players. They're getting the Cole Caulfields and stuff of the world. So maybe we need to look at some other things, which I'm, which for me, knowing you as a player, maybe this program needs what you are and who you are. And Mm -hmm. you'd have an opportunity to thrive in that environment because they're interested in, um, you know, that style of player or maybe financially you fit that mold of what they're looking for. Right. If you have a and because maybe your academics are going to get you more money at this school to be able to make it feasible for your family. Uh, you know, because for, for me, at the end of the day, success for me isn't sitting there and saying, "Wow, I, had, you know, you know, 16 Division One commits this year. It doesn't. That doesn't move the needle for me, right? You know right. what? What I what moves the needle for me is that every one of those guys that's coming out of us has a spot to go play hockey. That they're going to be happy. You know, they're going to be a participant. That they're going to be happy with their education. They're going to be, um, you know, excited about where they're playing. All that type of stuff. That that is more important to me than anything. You know. Like, well, what
0: you what you just said as well was I, I never thought in in those terms, but. You know, working within the budgets of the families, uh, with the uh, academics of what they're looking, you know, for all that stuff, it is—it's uh, quite a tightrope walk. Uh, I assume, and and uh, oh, for
1: sure, little- and you have to have an idea of all this stuff, right? Like, granted, Okay, so I've been doing it for twenty-six years, so I've got a little bit of an idea. But I mean, I I can play devil's advocate for them, and you're right. There, there's some times that maybe our our efforts have opened a door for them to do it, and there's sometimes. That, hey, that player may have played a great game in a day when somebody was there watching that, you know, nobody knew about it and I had nothing to do with it. And it became an opportunity for him. Right? right. But it doesn't mean in the background that we still haven't been sitting there supporting or, or doing other things relative to feedback about his play, about how he deals with any type of adversity with interpersonal relations on a hockey team or, you know, anything like, academic troubles um any of that type of stuff right because that all matters it really does like every little bit of that matters so and and i think that's what's rewarding like we had i had a player like one of my favorite stories i had a player he was actually a detroit kid um who you know had played some ushl played was a good north american hockey player and it came time to make his decision and he had three division one offers um and he chose to go to a school uh that academically fit with what he wanted to do you know what wow. I mean it was a great business school and he was and it was at the division three level for just about the same money it would have cost him to go to the division one and you know he was a little bit how can I say like any player that had committed to, to all this stuff was a little bit um not not disheartened but you know he's just like hey maybe I let people down you know I I didn't make it and you know I don't want to put anything out there because I don't want really people to know what I'm doing. And I and I had a big long talk about him about how excited he should be and and like everybody's going to be proud of him and this and it's a great opportunity. And trust me, you know what he's doing and the decision and the motivating factors behind why he's making this decision are the right ones. All right, um, not the yeah. not the cocktail party. Hey, I'm a Division One player and else. Like this is long term stuff and. So he went there and made a He went there and, you know, I didn't really think much of it. And then like two years later, I was having a crummy day. It was mid-November. You know what I mean? The the blahs were in there and the phone rang. And this kid happened to call and, you know, I hadn't spoken to him in two years. And he picks up the phone and I said, hey, how's it going? And everything, we're having a good thing. He goes, I said, well, what can I do for you? And everything okay? Because usually when you get those type of calls, it means something might be going wrong, right? Like, right, I right. It like that. And uh, he says, you know what, Mr. Pilon, I uh, I was just sitting here today and um, I wanted to come back. Like, I realized that I never said thank you to, to you. And I said, no, you did. You said thank you. He goes, no, 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 no. I mean, like, really, thank you. He goes, I love my school. I love the city I'm in. I love my teammates. I love my coach. You know, everything is going well. And I, I know it may not be at, at that Division one level, but I'm happy. Like I'm ecstatic about where I am. I love everything about it. You know, and this kid went on and he's got a fantastic job now, like graduating from the school, you know, he was, you know, he was a athlete of the year and you know, in a senior year, and it's just a quality, quality kid. But like those type of things and getting like hearing from somebody like that mean more than anything because that that means it worked out for the right reasons, not saying, Hey, I got to sign a pro contract. Or anything. No, like being happy, especially in this day and age with, you see, you know, all the issues going on with the mental struggles and everything else like that, that kids and families, everybody really, like we all deal with stressors, but um, seeing that kind of stuff and, and having that type of effect to me means probably more than anything else.
0: Well uh, that's a great story and and just your mentoring it, it is interesting and and people do need that support if 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 they do want to play hockey beyond their
1: youth hockey and you know it's nice to hear stories like that. It's, uh, well, I think you know I use the analogy of this is I think listen, you can be a good hockey person too, and uh maybe you played the game or everything else, and you go watch your son or daughter play and uh you get in the car and you tell them all this stuff that you think that you know maybe some some things that need to change or maybe modify or maybe some corrections they should be doing. And, you know, with your own kid, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. All right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. a lot of time, because you're the same, you're the same person that's telling them to make their bed, you know, put away your dishes, do your homework, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. clean up your room, all that type of stuff. Right. And I sit there and say, I, I may say the exact same things that you do, but I'm coming from a different, like our relationship is different. Our re- relationship is is coming from not a parental. It's coming from a position of respect, trust. And it, if kids know what you're like, that you're really out there, just want what's best for them, then they'll understand. And sometimes that might mean it might be hard, right? Because the same thing as having to call a kid after he's given you a list of all these teams that, he, that he's interested in and saying, listen, I've spoken to all of them and guess what? Um, Like, at this moment in time, the interest is not going to be reciprocated, right? And that can be disheartening. But I think, really, you know, kids are smart enough now that they don't want to be lied to either, right? Like They'd rather sit there and say, okay, all right, well, then let's change gears and do something else. Like, what? then what do we do? And I'm not someone that sits there and looks back, like, in the rearview mirror and goes, well, should we have done this or should we do that? No, let's, let's talk about what we can do change and what we can, how we can approach this. What other things can we do? Like, you know, not to say we don't have to revisit any of that stuff, but maybe we should be thinking about something differently. That's all. What do you, what do you think a,
0: is the most important thing that you would say a kid should focus on while trying to get to the next level? I mean, is it more of the skill stuff? I mean, or is it some of the cognitive stuff, uh,
1: watching video or i think about some of the best players that have gone on to do anything in the game is that they're there's probably a balance there and if they're missing one some piece is that they're probably going to falter somewhere along the way right like if it's discipline to do the work in terms of uh training well then they might struggle right uh Mm -hmm. if it's going to be uh something a little bit different in terms of um you know their their commitment level to maybe you know, it's Friday night. You know, you're probably going to get invited out to a movie or out to the lake with some friends. You know, you've got, you know, let's just say you've got an hour and 15 minutes before you need to go. What are you going to do? You haven't gotten your workout in today. What's your commitment level? Are you going to pound out 30 minutes and try to make something happen, then quickly pack your bag and go? Or are you just going to maybe pass along and, and say, ah, well, I'll, I'll double up another day, which you never end up doing, right? And, so I think that there's some support level, but there's like the players that we see, I I think there has to be an ability there to overcome ad like adversity. Um, for sure. Uh, there has to be a discipline in wanting to pursue and challenge themselves to, to be better um, and be that best version of themselves. They can be. And, and it's the same thing. I think if kids surround themselves with really good people. Like we have, We're dealing with a young man right now. That same thing had a little bit of a hard, like a so-so rap on the on the young man. And until he got surrounded by a team where he was uh, surrounded with such a strong culture, you know, and such a good culture that he learned what it meant to be a good teammate, to be committed, to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And um, you know, that goes a long way, right? And it's changed him and. You know, and and I, you know, I spoke to a school about this young man this morning saying, well, listen, I had the conversation with him about this stuff and he didn't deflect anything. Like he didn't make excuses. Well, that's growth to me, you know, and so I don't have a problem then reaching out to a school and saying you should probably talk to him. I know what the rumors are, but like I said to this college coach, I said, so are you telling me that you're the same person right now at 45 that you were at 20? That you didn't make any mistakes at that age? That you didn't grow up, or that, like, are we saying that you're not allowed to change, um, or, or to make better decisions? And I'm just not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Right,
0: right. Oh, that's, that's
1: all. No,
0: that's that's great news, and uh, great to hear uh, all these different things that you have to go through, and what these parents and kids, and you know, how about how about the parents as far as supporting uh, what you're selling and trying or not selling but uh teaching and and how do they uh jump in are they pretty good with i mean your communication with them
1: or are you more towards the the player
0: yeah i uh, mean
1: like listen we have some parents where it might be like there's if there was a red phone i could put on my desk i'm pretty sure they would be there right like you know in terms <laughs> of having conversations but i i don't mind i mean <clears throat> i think parents want to know especially when you're you're paying for something right they want to know, excuse me, what's going on. And uh, it's easy to sit there and pace on and just sort of trust. But um, I think they'd like to be kept abreast. And most of my parents are uh, at an arm's length because they know the relationship has to be between the player and myself. But I still think the parents need to be involved. <laughs> you know, like I'm OK yeah. with the parents involved because if the parents can't just be somebody just signs a check, like it has to be somebody that is taking an active interest in their kids. It doesn't mean that they have to be over the top. Excuse me. Um, but I think that they all wanna know um a little bit about what is going on, and as they should. And the difference is that they want me to have an hour and a half conversation talking about whether or not the Kraken should take Carrie Price in the expansion draft. Well, they have to understand at that point, you know what I mean? Like I'm every minute that I'm not doing I'm probably not talking to somebody else that I need to be talking for the kids, right? Right. And that's a big thing for us is I want to know about like, I, I have to know the landscape. I have to know what people are looking for. I have to know all that stuff. So uh, the, the parents have been great. And, you know, I, I can't negate what their role has to be in this, right? Like their role has to be there to love their kids, support them through all this stuff, Because it's not always going to be, uh, you know, sunny skies. Right. And some of it's going to be drawn, like some good kids are going to have to play, for a long time before they're going to achieve what it is that they want. And uh, that's hard, you know, it's hard. And, and some parents are really, some parents can be a little bit overzealous, but I think if you've been around the game long enough and have good interpersonal skills, I think being able to speak to them and be honest with them is probably the biggest attribute. And I'm fortunate, you know, my parents instilled that in me when I was very young and, terms of the ability to have conversations and uh you know i'm forever grateful for that well but but the
0: the key here and what i think is you know very important is and why i'm doing these podcasts is for things like that for you to give this input to help parents understand better on what you're about and and what offerings and opportunities there are in order to try to help yeah, their kids and their players uh, have opportunities and and different options and and you know as I had one with Mike Hamilton, uh, you know what they're looking at or their scouts, you know the scout scouting reports are and talking to other people, my son uh, about training when I did a podcast with him about training and what's important to work on and and you know how to stay focused and you know the things that you're saying here within the mentoring side of it or what a parent's relationship is with you or communication. Mm -hmm. This is really good uh, uh, value. And uh, we'll be doing little excerpts of what you're doing here as well, because I think it's
1: very important to, uh, you know, the game game should be a great experience, not a negative one. Right. And I, and it's it's tough when you hear the stories of these kids that have had really tough goals at it, but I understand it. and, And everybody's got goals and the reality is, you know, I wanted to be a Division One player. My cousins were, were Division One players, and I didn't make it. You know, I wasn't good enough. Either I wasn't talented enough or, um, you know, maybe wasn't big enough. Who knows, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of things, and it's not about making excuses. I didn't do it, but I was able to recognize that and still love the game enough to say, hey, I want to I pursue a life in it, you know, and yeah. it took a while for me to carve out what I want to do. People ask me, like, now, would you love to coach? I would love to still be coaching you know but yeah you know 911 came around and um that changed the the ability to even you know with visas work visas and stuff at that point and um you know even now uh, covid i mean that changes some things so i get it right like that uh it's not easy but um like I, everybody's got different opinions right about it and who am i to say who's right or what i think is right or what i is wrong um you know i think my job out there right now with most of these people is to get them information you know support their the player and the family uh and with that information allow them to formulate decisions and and options for them going forward right and if i need to play devil's advocate i can do that just so that they come at it maybe from a different perspective right they and I think that's important, having that type of uh, uh, i guess ability to sort of see things in a in a bigger scale and see how where things fit is important for young people you know and and the families too, because it can be a long and it can be a frustrating journey. I mean, you've lived it Lou yourself as a as a parent um you guys talk to people about all this stuff it uh, it's it's not an easy thing like that the process, especially of junior hockey, man, oh man, like it's, awesome. it, it, yeah. it, it, it's not for everybody. And and if you're the, if you're that tweener, do you know what I mean? At the junior level, and it's going to, you're probably going to see that too, right? even at the, at the when you're moving through another college. And it's great to hear the stories of the kids that, you know, that, that plow through. But, you know, we, we spoke to a young man this morning. He's like, I think I, I, I don't know if I don't make this team here next weekend, I think I just might want to go to school. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong yeah yeah you know, what 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 makes you happy and if it's not this and you don't see yourself being able to push through this or and, and you don't think you're going to miss it then then maybe you're right you know and, and, yeah. and once again nobody can tell you you're wrong but i can tell you you're going to have to do these things to put yourself in the conversation to be at to be even in, like considered at these points but i can tell you if you don't do these things you're for sure not going to be there right you right, know? right. No. and, and there, right. there there's not going to be any guarantees there's no guarantees no you can't you know we don't deal in certainties that way um in this in- industry and the thing about the hockey landscape right now is that it's not static right like it's constantly changing
0: oh yeah like, yeah
1: we're seeing that with new junior leagues the the how many triple a programs there are how many um tier 3 junior a programs there are like it's it, it uh it kind of gets a little bit overwhelming, right? When you're looking at all of it and you're like, holy moly, like this is, and you know, if you're a parent that not, hasn't been involved in the game when you get to this point, can you imagine looking at this and saying, okay, well, I've got, you know, 16 different showcases that have all these colleges going there. I've got uh, 22 different camps I've been invited to um, for junior hockey. Um, I've got, you know, three different AAA programs, but they're all, by the way, they're all in the same weekend. <laughs> the yeah, the yeah, same right. What do I do? You know yeah, I mean? and the financing
0: and the finances of it. I mean, if huge. you're going to those camps and they're four hundred and fifty dollars a week and or a, you know, a camp and you're going to six, seven of those camps, it's and that's why I'm trying again, trying to educate people to make good decisions and you know, talking to people like yourself to help them yeah. settle down a little bit and and maybe make good decisions and and, and this is uh
1: important to me. And yeah, well, I know. I think it's that, that's why people do this. And that's why they, I say there are some great people in the game and guys that have it and it, with the right idea and the mindset that this information is out there to help people, right? Like, yeah, there, there are good advisors out there for sure. But just like there are great coaches and great administrators, great referees, you name it. At the same time, there's probably an equal amount of maybe not so terrific people across all of those different, uh, um, you know, endeavors like that. That's just it. And, but yeah, I think you look into this and you're going to try to figure out where those things are in the game, but, um, no, you're right. I think this is this type of stuff and and learning and educating people about it is it's like anything in life education is the real power, right? Like the more, you know, the more informed you can be about making good decisions for what's right for you and, and your family and your player. And, um, no it's i think it's hard for me to tell you it's a poor decision but if people can at least offer you insight into different things like in our game relative to coaches uh location um now how does that fit with maybe where you want to be a, a year from now in terms of schools can you visit those places like there's all these little things like that that go in there right that have to be taken into consideration when making any type of decisions and um You know, that's why you, people educate themselves by, (coughs) excuse me, like looking at websites, listening to podcasts, trying to get, you know, information from people that have been there in the game before and maybe share their same approach or values, right? Because listen, just because this is how I go about it, I guarantee you there's a lot of people that don't agree with how I do it and have a different, um, different approach or mindset and they're not wrong. That's entirely their opinion. Right. Yeah. Well, I got to say that I've known you, like you said, for many years.
0: And I hear nothing but positive on how you stay pretty consistent, well, pretty, very consistent with the ups and downs. You you continue to, to keep the passion and, and try to educate. And, you know, all the coaches around this area just uh, speak highly of you, so. So, Mike, what oh, no, uh, your, your your website is uh, Endeavors uh, Endeavors Endeavor, Sports?
1: Yeah, endeavorsportsgroup.com. Um, our social media handles on Twitter and uh, Twitter and Instagram are Endeavor SG. Um, they can always find what we're up to right there and, and get a chance to see what uh, what kind of things are going on there and, and so forth for sure.
0: And so how how do you reach the people and and let's just say in this area again, you come down and you do watch showcases. I see you with showcases oh, yeah. in, in, for in sure. a lot of the areas. Yeah.
1: I've got uh I've got I've already booked my first flights in a year now, so I'll be traveling every month of uh I think I'm hitting uh, Chicago, Minneapolis, and Pittsburgh so far in uh in the first month. And then I know I'll be in Detroit for a portion of that in the in the second month. Um You know, I, I, I'm fairly nondescript, right? Like I, I don't, I'm not a big self promoter. I spoke to Nick even about that. Like I, I tend to keep a low profile when I'm in a rink generally only because I, I'm there working, right? Like I, I pay attention to little things. I, you know, body language, compete level decisions. How does he interact with a coach in the bench? How does he interact when he, when he walks out of the rink? How does he carry himself? Um, all these little things, what about decisions away from the puck, uh, so, you know, when we watch games, you're right. Like I, I may jot down a few kids eventually over the course of time that I'm looking at saying, Hey, do I have uh are these guys that maybe we should sort of look into and see what we can dig up any type of information, be it talking to their coach, be it talking to somebody involved in that organization, talking maybe talking to another player that might have trained with them or anything, like all that stuff, right? Like we I think kids will be kids will be very surprised. I know they all hear, well, you know scouts and so forth they are going to fo- follow you on instagram and they're going to anything you retweet or like or anything else like that is always going to be you know part of who you are and what your brand is so but i think we'd like to delve a little bit deeper than that i want to hear what people have to say i want to have a conversation with the young man or the you know the the, the parent and and the family and you know if She wants to play something. Like wants to play prep school. Where does she want to play prep school? Like, what are the motivating factors? What uh, What are the expectations? Talking about you as a player, um, you know, like, what can you tell me? What, you know, what are some some things that you have struggled with in the past? Like, what do you know about this? Like, I love always asking the kids. Like, get the best. I love this question the best. And I ask them, like, you know, okay, where do you see yourself? You know, four years from well, I want to play Division One college hockey terrific who won the national championship last year <laughs> um yeah um you know and, and i sit there and i go well, then it, like how it, are you saying that because it's just something to say like a a deflection or are you really interested in, in investing in it? like do you do you watch video of yourself you know what i mean like right, do you right. do you uh commit to the training do you take feedback well from people um You you know what I mean? All those things like those are all pieces that I think that have to be part of what the the process is for any kid. Like I think the more they invest themselves in it, the more they're going to learn about themselves. The more they're going to learn about the game. The more they're going to have an ability to self evaluate their own performance um, in a balanced format. Because I tend to see that you know players in their self evaluation are generally overly critical or not critical enough. You know what I mean? There's not usually a healthy balance right in there and saying, Hey, I think I did this and this really well, but man, oh man, I probably should have done this or could have done this or made this decision a little bit better or anything else. And, you know, I think kids that take an active role in learning about that and and their own, um, you know, their own path and finding out about as much as they can and how do they go about getting better and all those things that, I want. I love seeing kids that are proactive, right? The same thing we're playing. I want kids that are proactive. I don't want just kids that are reactive. I want kids that are proactive. Like those are the kids that are probably like those those motivated individuals, and that's going to carry through. Forget about hockey. It's probably going to be people that that are going to do well in life. Absolutely, just hockey. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm. uh, I'm going to be
0: putting together a coach's uh, corner or round table discussions with a lot of the high school coaches here coming up within the next, you know, two to three weeks. And, uh, you know, anytime you'd like to join some of these, I'd love to have you, uh, you know, some of your background, you let me know.
1: I'm, uh, I'm around, I'll make myself available for you guys uh, for sure. So you guys just let me know if I'm, uh, if I can, I'll jump on and and make time for you guys. But I always love to talk about the game and and the people involved and, and offer a limited uh limited bit of uh <laughs> wisdom that I have for anybody. I'm more than happy to pass along to anybody.
0: Well it's a lot more than limited and a lot of the people are people you've worked, you know, with and know and, and all that, and I think it would be a wonderful uh addition what we're trying to do. For this, sure. So. For sure. I'd love to you let me know and, and I'll I'll be there for you guys. Well, Mike, I appreciate it. And again, you've given some great information and uh, helping uh kids and parents and Coaches and and anybody that's listening uh, get a little more feedback on uh, you know some things uh, to think about. So I appreciate you joining us today, and you're quite welcome, guys. Is, well, you take care, and uh, anything
1: else. Look forward to uh, hopefully getting a chance to finally see everybody and catch up with everybody in Detroit.
0: Well, that's wonderful, and I will see you here soon, and uh, and be safe. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Have a great rest Thanks. of the week.